At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, IDP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Possums, welcome to Offensive Points Podcast brought to you by Semi-Pro Fantasy. Super Bowl is over. It was a eh, game. Um, really happy for Stafford. But now is when the work begins. We are in the offseason. We are in dynasty season. Guys, this is the best time of the year. Research, read, the draft's coming up. It's going to be just a wild time, and we got all the content to bring to you. As usual, I am here with Josh. Follow him at Josh Hall, STL. And Billy, follow him at Ombre Vendor. You can find us all at Offensive Points and myself at OP Economist. We're always trying to put content out. Let us know what you want to hear. Talk some shit to us. We'll talk shit back to you. Keep an eye out. We're going to do some giveaways here in the future. Um, Just keep an eye on that on our Twitter page. And uh, without further ado, let's get this thing rolling. Josh, Billy, what's up? Hopefully those giveaways aren't in the UK. Uh, that's my main thing. But uh, no, yeah, there will be an asterisk now. Yeah, now there will be an asterisk, but we got our boy. Thanks, uh, Nico. Antonio Jersey. Yeah, you're welcome. And I'm glad you finally <laughs> made it. I can't believe it took him. It took like three months for that to get through customs, which is wild. But, yeah. Um, yeah, like like he said, this is just football never stops, man. And uh, if you're looking at your dynasty team, obviously you can take a little break here and there. But uh, this is when the, the draft season starts over again. We got some news on that. Um, we're going to have uh, dynasty news pumping out throughout the next year. We got, we got a little powwow sesh coming up. It's a date candlelight and all kinds of things. So uh, just look, be, look forward to some of this content. It'll be fun. So check out the other podcast, which is the dynasty tailgate. It's more of an information based podcast. Um, it's just a blast of information straight into your face about everything coming up with the draft, so college romantic. football, everything like that. A lot of fun. But everyone yes. loves a lot of information blasted in their face. Josh, who does? I do need to disagree with you for one second, though. Uh-oh. You said you can take a break from Dynasty football. I'm sorry, man. If I'm taking a break, I am taking a shit, and I'm looking at my Dynasty team, figuring out trades, looking at weaknesses on other people's teams, looking at weaknesses out of you guys who I play in the league with. You know, I'm just, I'm all about it. I'm manufacturing winners all the time. 
my to come apologies. in second place. My Dynasty apologies. truly yeah. never sleeps. Let's just never. be honest about it. I meant you could take a week off, man. No, like you can't but, take a week okay, off. Okay, that's fine, man. That's no fine. days off. There are teams that don't touch their team, uh, or oh, managers who don't touch their team this entire time. And you know what's great about that? They usually don't grow. So this yeah. is what Joe's talking about. We take advantage of those poor, poor fools. It's true. Okay, so on today's podcast, we're going to get to some news. Got some interesting rumors. The rumor mill is spinning, so I can't wait to get into some of those. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. I've got my hot, hotter, and hottest take that I'm going to tell Joe and Josh, and we're going to see if they agree or disagree with my takes. And then we're going to get to some dynasty buys and sells. Um, These are players that we think you should target. Maybe they're available for cheaper than you might think. Maybe it's somebody that you should sell. You know, this would be the time for you to sell the person. So with the draft coming up, I mean, it's coming up in May, but it's going to be here before you know it. Believe me, as soon as the combine is going to happen in a couple weeks and then we're into March already, March Madness is going to take our minds off of things for a while. And then the draft, it'll be draft time. So I'm excited to see that. So, guys, without further ado, let's get to some news. Let's do it. Number one, is Hollywood Brown retiring? So there was a weird report, and the report's still floating around the Internet. It's not been verified by any verified accounts, but some of the sources have been right about stories in the past, and they are saying that Hollywood Brown might be contemplating retiring to pursue a career in content creation slash gaming. Do we think this is real? Do we think it's fake? What do you think? I, I think it's absolutely fake. And I don't think it's I don't think it's fake. I just think it's incorrect because Boston Scott is actually like rated in Rocket League, like randomly. Like you can do both. I mean, I understand that football, you know, takes a lot of time out of their day, but they could still stream on the weekend or I guess weekdays whenever they have days off during the off season. I mean, these guys, you know, they do more than just football. They have lives. They're, they're able to go do other things. And honestly, he's just looking out for number one, trying to continue his career and after his career is over. And why would he retire? He hasn't even done anything yet. I don't know. It's a good point. The, it's true. The source also said that potential earning potential and health savings on his body is why he's considering doing this. Um, in that regard, it does make a lot of sense. We've seen great players. I mean, how Aaron Donald was just talking about retiring. Uh, recently here too so the players are definitely taking their health into consideration more and more um, which is a good thing um, but no I until Adam Schefter reports it I'm not believing it it's it's just too wacko this guy that tweeted it didn't have hardly any followers it'd be like me tweeting something about uh, a professional athlete that I don't even know so if only you could have broke some news last week or two weeks ago when we were in Mobile, I did break Joe. news no one saw it no it's one true. saw it I just feel like he's just now getting to the good part of his career. I don't think he, he hasn't really even dealt with that many injuries. I mean, he's had a couple missed a couple of games here and there. I just don't see him retiring, retiring yet. I could see, I think we are, uh, that was kind of a topic that came out of uh, the Super Bowl is people are going to be retiring a lot earlier now. Like Aaron Donald is obviously contemplating retirement. Like he, but then again, he could end on. He top. is 30 though. And Hollywood and Brown's only like 23. 20, yeah. Something like that. So it would be kind of crazy. I personally, I think the same. I think this is like a fun little news story maybe for people to get people talking. Um, however, if he was to do something like this, it would be 
one of the most like earth shattering moves. Like I, I would be shocked if this happened because then I feel like it just opens the door, especially if he succeeds to potentially have this happen for other players. But this is even worse than so. camp news. This is after Super Bowl news. Like people are just begging for <laughs> content right now. So not wrong. You are not wrong at all. Yeah, because he he played in the uh, Fortnite Streamer Bowl. Um, they had a bunch of athletes teamed up with uh, Fortnite pros, and they did a, a little tournament. And he actually won that tournament with his trio. But I don't think he's going to make a career out of it. <laughs> I mean, there's just a lot of player, like a lot of football players, just happen to play that game so i don't think it was you know the end of his career thing is fascinating i was i was scrolling through there the other day and there was a guy just sleeping on there and Mm -hmm. there were like two thousand people watching it oh yeah oh yeah which is a wild wild, wild it's a different world out there so some people aren't even good gamers and they have hundreds of followers so i mean and thousands of followers so you're entertaining i mean it's like you in fantasy josh yep like you're not good I, at it, but you make a podcast. I just make the championship like every year. All right. Like On to number two. <laughs> the reports are that Carson Wentz is likely not going to return to the Colts. Personally, I'll just get my opinion out before Josh blowtorches us with Eagles information. I think that this is an owner of the team making a bad decision and trying to force the GM because he didn't like how the season ended. And I understand that. I think as fantasy football players, we can all kind of like when a player kind of putzes out at the end of the season, we can all agree we kind of want that player off the team. And I think this is the real-life version of that. I really do. I don't think Carson Wentz is the problem. I think trade. Like, you're not going to trade him. Let's be real. You're going to have to restructure the contract. He's going to put you in cap hill. You don't have a draft pick. You can't draft a quarterback in the first round. So – theoretically you just would have to release him and then what kind of l are you taking in that department so i don't know joe before josh says anything go ahead i've got two words for you billy they are mitchell trubisky um the savior of indianapolis is gonna rise from the ashes and take over uh no i mean it's it's kind of crazy they save 13 million dollars if they do cut him but they still have to pay him 15 million dollars so right you know, is the glass half full or half empty on that one? They don't have anyone to replace him. Ellinger literally showed nothing, and the free agent pool could dry up literally before free agency even starts. So that'd be a really tough call, man. But my money's on Trubisky. He's going there. He's going to take him to the Super Bowl. That'd be fun. And we'll really see how big of a farce that Matt Nagy was. All right, Josh. Have at it. I don't have anything to say. I don't, nope, I don't believe, I don't believe you kidding, at all. I would actually love, you know what would actually be a really, that would really be a good idea, Joe, is getting Trubisky as well. Uh, not two failed quarterbacks, but two quarterbacks who haven't had the success. And then at least it's better than, you know, washed up Andy Dalton or, you know, Joe Flacco coming in, like a veteran presence or anything. Because they're both veterans. I mean, they've both been in the league long enough. And they honestly, like, could it could be a really interesting thing. But honestly, if my thing we're uploading i would have uploaded the prices right fail uh sound effect because that's exactly what this is the fact that these rumors are already floating is just wild because did he have a bad game yeah but they also lost to like the worst team in football and that wasn't all him so do i think it's that kind of overreaction absolutely do i think it's semi-justified absolutely um he didn't but they also didn't really give him room to breathe i mean it was jonathan the jonathan taylor show and then when that didn't work it was okay, we'll just be safe with the ball. And 
I mean, he made a couple of bonehead throws, but honestly, that game wasn't on him. That game was on the whole team. When you let the worst team at football beat you to not make the playoffs, that's on you. I don't, the, the whole team, that's not just one guy. So easy to blame the quarterback, obviously easy to blame Wentz because of his, you know, past discretions, but I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just don't think he's a good quarterback. Also, he's definitely not. And for- really in releasing him would be a bad call. Oh, absolutely. You think more- Frankie Poo can sign Nick Foles? Uh, I think that's an option. I could see it happening. No, please but do with it. Wentz I don't is, want him anymore. But with Wentz being there, there's no way he'll do it. No, yeah, that no, would be the ultimate slap in the face. That's not going to happen. No, it. Maybe that I, would be the perfect motivator for Wentz is if Nick Foles got brought back on. Nick Foles was like, the oh, backup no. whenever he had I, his almost MVP season before getting injured. Yeah. So. Okay, well, that, that's a lot of things I don't think are going to happen. So far, okay, just to get the free agents pool out there, it's Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then I think it, we just fall off a cliff after that. Um, and that Ryan Fitzpatrick might be off the cliff too, I don't know. But I don't think any of those – this is a championship caliber team, and I think that this could – you know, if you just reshuffle the deck a little bit, I think you could get into a championship mode here. I just – I think you just stick with Carson Wentz. That's the bet you made when you traded your first round, well, the conditional first round draft pick for him. So I think you just kind of have to ride it out at this point. I don't think it's one of those things where we need to make any rash decisions. The only actual options in free agency are Jameis Winston and Mitchell Drabisky. And the problem is Jameis Winston, you are, he's not going to want anything less than three to four years contract he's not going and playing another year and riding it out after what happened to him this year especially how good he was uh, already and then trubisky he's probably wanting i mean he he knows what he's gonna get but there are worse quarter starters than him last year like he could have started on a lot of teams so i don't know it's just it depends on how competitive the market is it depends on how many people go after think they're gonna get it in the draft or you know make the splashy trade there's gonna be a lot of trades this offseason so i can't you know we're gonna see how the QB market shuffles around on to number three. Speaking of quarterbacks, um, the ever troubled Deshaun Watson has added Minnesota and Tampa Bay to his list of possible trade destinations that he would be okay with and sign off on. Um, either of those two sound like something that could happen, or we just still wait until Watson figures out his legal stuff. Well, nobody's going to touch him with 10 foot pole until he finishes no. his legal stuff. But at the same time, Minnesota I could see him doing it, but don't they have cousins for another year at least? Yeah. Like, so I don't, he would see probably them... be part of a trade. I, I think it would be a swap of some sort. Okay. I guess that's fair. Um, and a sign and trade deal, but uh, Tampa Bay, that's the thing is they are now going to be rumored to anyone and any quarterback that is potentially unhappy or something. There'll probably be a new one that come out over, comes out over the off season. Oh, there's about to be one in the next segment. So, or in the next topic. So yeah. Um, but as far as the Watson thing goes, I, Joe, I think you're right. I think we're until we know exactly how this legal situation, which I'm not going to lie. I thought February was kind of the time that we yeah, were going to figure this out. I, I don't know. Looking it up. For my understanding is now the Houston police are investigating 10 criminal charges against them. So like, what from, are we like? What, how, like what kind of, pro- I mean, I guess they don't need to explain this to me, but like, what, like, how are we, where are we all on that? This has been months. When are we going to find I out mean, is dude, what you're saying? I mean, I know we have you ever, crawl. And have I'm, you ever been uh, in a car accident or? Um, I thought you were about to say I've ever been investigated by the police. And I was gonna say, have no. you ever been investigated by the police? It's a very lengthy process. Goddamn. No, man, I had my truck stolen a couple years ago, and I, you can't get anything out of the cops. They're going to take their sweet time to figure that out. 
And until then, the courts aren't going to do anything. The problem is, who? why is it up to him to make this decision? He got himself in this mess. Houston's screwed. Any team that wants to trade for him is absolutely screwed. Everyone involved in this whole situation is screwed, except for Deshaun Watson somehow, who holds all the poker chips and gets paid to sit on the fucking bench and be inactive. Like, this is the dumbest situation ever. And the Vikings, hell no. Kevin O'Connell just won the Super Bowl and got a head coaching job. Do you really think he's going to go to Minnesota and risk all that with Deshaun Watson, who the NFL can still take action even if the lawmakers don't? And yeah, I, mean, he, don't. So he, I don't he, know if it would be a time serve situation or not, but I, they might consider I don't think the so. fact that he sat out a year. I don't being... think so. I think that wouldn't show any justice because because he's like you said he was getting paid. So I think there would still be a. But do we think? I mean, I know we aren't we are going to think about it because we are in that mindset. But do you think the general public is going to remember anything about Deshaun? Honestly, come sadly, like July? two years later, especially like it's completely forgot. It's same with like Ben Roethlisberger and uh, the late great Kobe Bryant. I mean, I just feel like he's going to slither his way back in in July, and we're gonna everybody's going to be like, did that? Did that ever get figured out or like where are we at with that and everybody's gonna be like there are no reports other the only report i've seen on the trial itself or i guess investigation part for one courts take forever to do things and if they want them to take their time they can both sides um but there was one thing about a witness on deshaun watson's side who pled the fifth on everything so it doesn't look good for him at the moment and i i'm I mean, I just drafted him in a dynasty league, but I, I, I'm staying away from him. Uh, I really am tired of the rumors to everywhere. Like, and he's uh, throwing out teams that he'd like to get traded to. Like, bro, figure your own shit out first. Like, you're not for real. You're not going I, anywhere you'll yet. Lucky, By the way, you'll Carolina, be lucky to play for the Texans, bro. Like, just, right. just I want to go to a championship caliber team. It's like you don't get to choose, bro. Which the Jets. Texans are happy and want to work with Davis Mills? They've come out and said that. By the way, just to add on. Carolina Panthers are still very interested in Deshaun Watson. That honestly trade could happen because I don't think they care about any of the ongoing legal stuff. It's just a matter of coming to terms. I think. Well, the Panthers should be in that situation to just take whatever they can get. You know. Well, I mean, they tra- make shitty trades. They traded for Sam Darnold and they traded for Bridgewater, and now they hey, can trade for I w- Watson. I wanted to see how that worked out, and it, it didn't work out well. It's true. All right, on to number four. And we're getting sued by the X Files producers. Yeah, this isn't on. Uh, this is not on YouTube, so we're good. All right, conspiracy corner today. I want to believe. I think Tom Brady is going to go to San Francisco. I I honestly truly believe this is going to happen. So we all thought it was suspicious. He said he wanted to play until he's forty six. He's currently forty four, about to be forty five. He does have, I think he's got either a player option or one more year with Tampa Bay. I can't remember which, but it's not for very much money. I think that they could flip Tom Brady to San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo to Tampa Bay. And that is how we solve both problems. Yes, Josh. So I originally thought that this would be Aaron Rodgers. This is slightly unrelated, but Aaron Rodgers and Shailen Woodley broke up sadly today. Very sad news. (laughs) Best tweet ever. But <laughs> do you guys see that Aaron Rodgers was this close to another ring? It was pretty oh great. God. But anyway, why would Tom 
feign retirement just to go get traded to try to win and bring on another team was my is my real talking point here i just wanted to bring in some shaylen woodley i mean a san francisco is built to win right now like this is literally like what he did well so was tampa this year but then again tampa is screwed with free agency and cap and all kinds of stuff i don't know what they're going to do next year you're probably not going to be able to return a competing team yeah, but they're they're built to win in San Francisco, and they literally are just one quarterback away from being able to win the whole thing. And if you add Gronk to that team, who would probably go with them for no reason, yeah, yeah, it would be Kittle and Gronk and Debo and Ayuk. Probably add another wide receiver in the mix somewhere somehow. With that defense, I, it's it's built for them. I mean, the only thing that's working against it that I don't think will make it happen is the fact that it's on the West Coast and. He retired to spend more time with his family, who all live on the East Coast. Tom Brady is from San Francisco. That is his home, and that's and that's part of the why why this could happen. Yeah, yeah. Also, Tom Brady is a multi-millionaire, or he could only live there for a little bit of like six months of the year, and then go back to oh the horrible San Francisco weather. He can buy a house anywhere he wants. So the whole he's building a home in Miami right now, which has a lot of people thinking he might do something with the Dolphins, but I don't. I think that's crazy. Well, not that this isn't Tom much Brady more crazy because like he literally just houses. retired. All right. I, I called this from the get-go, though, is Brady, this retire is not retiring. He said he was going to keep playing. He all of a sudden was like, you know, I'm just, I just want to spend time with my family. You know, he didn't say my body's taking a toll or anything like that because the refs have protected him very well throughout his career. So, honestly, he's coming back. It's just well, – He played I, at an elite level this season. Doesn't Tampa own him still? Like, not in a – They manage him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Doesn't don't they have a contract on Tom still for another year? At so least? yeah, I, it's one I more year. Yeah, I think it's one more year, and it's not a player option. I Why don't would what you think San Francisco would sell it all for a title? What would they be selling? They'd be they selling do. Trey Lance. I mean, they're not gonna they're they gonna trade. They gonna sell Trey Trey Lance. They're gonna sell Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh well, I mean, I guess that's fair. Technically, you just flip. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has some issues. They they're gonna have to figure that out on their own. I mean, yeah. not not that San Francisco has any draft picks to give other than maybe like seconds and thirds, but like they would totally sell all that and Garoppolo to get Brady for one. I feel year. like they'd have to sell Trey Lance, though. No, I just but don't it, think they, they would. would. I, hey, I don't, Trey Lance isn't ready. Like, that's the thing. Everybody said that Trey Lance was going to figure this out as the year went on. And every report I've read, Trey Lance has not figured it out. And he's still at least another year away. Like Remember maybe, I've said multiple times that these guys need to sit behind people and you guys are all okay, like, no, Josh, it's, it's a case-by-case case basis. Like, yeah, it's literally case-by-by-case case basis. And there isn't a plan Yo, on most occasions. Time out. Yeah, Justin Brady Fields needs to sit. writes his own legacy. He always has. And this is another step towards the legacy. He's going back home, where he's from. He wants to win a title. I totally believe that this could and should happen. And we've already the Bucks built that team for Brady, and now they can't sustain it. So Brady's bowing out, and if he gets traded, he doesn't look like the bad guy. It's just he can go do his thing, and the Bucks are in a rebuild with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback, and Tom Brady comes out smelling like a rose. I mean, it's I really I think that, it. I really think that's what's going to happen, Billy. I have not taken that fireball shot that I owe you because of his retirement, because I don't believe it's an actual retirement. Okay, well, he did retire, so... No, but that was not the bet. The bet was that he will actually retire, like, actually not play again. Okay, well... So you got, like, 
Honestly, until he dies, I'm probably not going to take that one. Until <laughs> he dies. He'll be like 50 and he'll be like, I'm going to play one more year for fun. He might. And we'll, you know what? I'll, I'll make you take that shot whenever he does retire. I hope so, that way man. I'll I never hope... lose. That's true. <laughs> I can't lose. He will eventually retire, whether it's in the grave or oh, it's just. Oh, no, a... no. I meant that this wasn't his retirement. All right. We need to talk about this off air. This is. I think so. Regardless, yeah. Brady, right. this could happen. It could, and I think it will. So, enough news. We're on to the Super Bowl recap. I just I just have three points that I want to get out, and then we can discuss them. I think they cover the Super Bowl pretty well with my hot takes. So, I will start at the top with the hot take. This is not the worst one, the hottest. This is just the hot take. I think Sean McVay coached a bad game and was bailed out by Cooper Cup. I, honestly, I'm going to pull a Billy here. 100% completely <laughs> agree. I I was thinking the whole time the game didn't look right. The entire game, uh, other than Odell, this is on the Rams side. That is uh, Odell was the spark that drove that team. The run plays were just dumb. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Cincinnati does have an underrated uh, rush defense, but at the same time, they got nothing on the ground. And so they kept trying it and they kept failing. And I don't understand. The only reason they actually got yardage after Odell's injury was because for some reason, Odell was wide open at Eli Apple for like 20 yards at a time. So like without that, it's like one good coverage, like they were out, like they wouldn't have won that game. Like just one, one play at the right time. I agree. I disagree with you, Billy. Oh yeah. Okay. I think Zach Taylor also coached. A horrible game. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to and that. It was, but yes. Okay. Well, here's, here's my thing. Sean McVay made a crucial, almost diabolical, amazing call with that jet sweep to Cooper Cup on fourth and one. He put the ball in his best player's hands, and it worked out phenomenally. That was the ballsiest Super Bowl call, aside from the onside kick that Sean Payton called that I've I've seen in a long time. It was, you know. He he ran three yards back. He could have gotten stopped there, but he didn't. It was a very ballsy call. I thought it was a great game that he coached. Yes, it was messy. Yes, it was stupid on both ends. I mean, there were a lot of misplays, miscoverages, missed throws. There was a lot of sloppy football in that game, but I do not think that Sean McVay coached that game. I Okay. I mean, fair enough. I, I think that he did. I think that his run game was a total mess. Um, I think that other than Cooper Cup, all those other wide receivers out there didn't look like they belonged. And if it was just between Odell and Cooper Cup, and that was your only plan going into the game, then I he was planning to lose that game if Odell went down. And if Zach I, Taylor didn't bungle it, I'm pretty sure they would have. I do wish to detract my previous statement of he coached a great game because he left the snowman in and the snowman had no business being in there. I don't know how to say that guy's name. Sporkowski, Snowskowski. Yeah, he literally gave up a pick for like no reason. Dude, he's just like, hey, here's the ball. And they kept they kept running him out there. There has to be someone else on your team that can catch. I know. Jefferson can't catch. Toronto can't catch. I mean, is Tutu Atwell, is he injured? Because no, which is the weirdest part. Well, no. I've never seen him play a snap of football. Yeah, that this should be concerning, by the way, because that's a third round wide receiver. That yeah, is just I will say the the lack the lack of I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me because they trade away all their draft picks, but the lack of depth for the Rams was just ridiculous. I mean, they bought yeah. their Super Bowl, so it makes sense a little bit. Well, too, they had to but... sign Eric Weddle out of retirement. Too. Mm-hmm. 
to hold but up that actually, back end there. I mean, they was, actually had a lot of injuries at that. They had one injury at wide receiver. Obviously, Woods is gone too, but all of a sudden they're on names that we can't pronounce and people we've never seen before. And obviously with Higby out as well, uh, the, the tight ends were, I, I'd never heard of these people. They were, Hopkins had two catches going into this game. And whoever the second string tight end is, he looks got a hurt. hell of a lot better than that trash Tyler Higby, man. Like, <laughs> you get him Actually, out there. Fair yeah, enough. I just, I just didn't see the the fact that they have i mean that's what happens when you trade all your draft picks i mean they're going to be in for yeah that we'll get to that next year okay let's move on to the hotter take the Bengals won't be back to the super bowl next year because they were incredibly fortunate that joe burrow didn't get hurt getting sacked 17 times during the postseason or the most in the regular season or that what was it was it 70 times it was like 20 times more than any other quarterback yeah, yes. he was the Deshaun Watson this year, actually. Not in the bad sense, just the sacking. No, it was the week leading up to the Super Bowl. I heard so many no blowhards talking about how, oh, well, they made the right call in drafting Jamar Chase. Everyone was saying they should have drafted Penny Sewell, blah, blah, blah. The line's a mess. I mean, well, honestly, they got – you're right. They got incredibly fortunate that anyone from behind that line survived. Obviously, Chase was a phenomenal pick. I'm not – he talking was. The chase I was going to say, obviously but... it wasn't the wrong pick because yes, they had a lot of balls bounce their way, but at the same time they made it to the Super Bowl, and it was because of Jamar but chase. it was oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop you right there. It's not because of Jamar Chase. It's because Joe Burrow didn't get hurt. That's why it didn't. Oh no, no, no. I like, I agree with that as God, well. But I'm he's saying... getting cracked in half that his leg didn't blow out for any reason. Well, and that would have ended everything. He did get injured in the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, finally, after he gets beaten a hundred times, finally he, I mean, I'm not saying actually, finally is it like a good thing, but like no, I get he it. actually eventually got hurt because that's what happens when you get sacked nine times in a football game. Eventually you get hurt. It just happens. That's you're, why the O-line's important. You're sacrificing your integrity of your team for that. And it's it's the same with like, your your jersey that's hanging up behind you back there, Herbert. Like they went and immediately signed or drafted a left tackle for Sean yes. Slater, and that's what they should have done for Joe Burrow after tearing his ACL. I get that they didn't. I get that everything bounced in the right way. I'm not agreeing that it was the right move. I'm saying it obviously worked because they made it to the Super Bowl. I yes. still think you were absolutely right. Penny Sewell should have been on that team, and and he's played very I, I well just, for the Lions. So I think a lot of people are thinking like right now this was a huge victory for the. Bengals making it to the Super Bowl, which is correct. But if you keep going down the path that you're headed down with this O line, Burrow's not going to be playing in five years. Like he's going to get seriously hurt because you can't have your quarterback getting hit by Aaron Donald four times in a football game. And I mean, we're one talking of sacks. Game. You're not even talking about the plays where he's just getting knocked to the ground. Like we're not even going to yeah. count. We're not even counting those. We're just counting the sack times. Where yeah, eventually he got an MCL injury because of course he did. It was eventually going to happen the way that they were just destroying the O line. But I don't think the Bengals are going to be back. I think they had a fun year, and it's cute that I mean Jamar Chase is going to be great. They're going to be a fantastic team in the future. But this is it. This was this was it for them. Like this was their shot. There's no way Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, nope, anyone else you can throw a name on is not going to be not beating Allen next year. You're not beating. Herbert, I don't think they're going to be Herbert next year. I think that team's going to be much improved. The Mahomes, only path they had was the Titans. Him again. And the Titans yes. were a farce this year. And without and, the well, Titans. And they just they barely beat the Titans. Literally, yeah. the Titans sacked him nine times. Every team yeah. that sacks a player nine times wins a football game, except when you yeah. have Ryan Tannehill, apparently. Okay, I'm going to get right, on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, oh. me get to, let me get to okay. the stats of this. 51, sure. 51 sacks for Joe Burrow. 
49 knockdowns and 46 hurries. That is, and he escaped cumulative horrific injury. Yeah, by getting hit that many times in a football game. Houdini Burrow, man, getting Houdini. So it's gonna be a lot. It's a lot of fun when you're like 25, Joe. Wait until you're not you, Joe, but other Joe. Wait until you're 28, 29, taking those hits. My God, until you're 31 and it everything hurts. Uh, Dude, I, I literally got biofreeze sitting next to me because I'm old. I think he'll be <laughs> retired by 31 at this rate. All right, let's get on to the hottest take from the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Matt Stafford being inaccurate got Odell Beckham Jr. hurt. He threw that ball behind him. He had to stop, tore his ACL on that throw. If Matt Stafford was a little bit better of a quarterback, I've seen a lot of people talking about how he, how he belongs in a gold jacket today. If he hadn't thrown that ball behind Odell, he does not tear his ACL on that play. You're you're right, but you're wrong because it's like it's an in, inaccurate pass and it's an unfortunate circumstance. It wasn't like it was like that's going to happen nine times out of ten. That was like one out of twenty would he have gotten injured on that play, and it just happened to be an unforeseen circumstance. I'm not. just saying he threw two picks. One of them was off Steronic. The other one was an arm punt, for all intents and purposes. And then he tore it. Odell Beckham's ACL, in my opinion, by throwing that ball behind him. I agree. Yeah. Stafford actually didn't play that good of a game. He didn't. No, there's been a lot of talk about the turf, but Stafford deserves a Super Bowl for all the shit he went through in Detroit, and I'm very happy to see that. But we talked about how we thought Odell was coming back too quick off that ACL when he played for the Browns because he came back very quickly from that. And I don't think it fully healed, and he stepped the wrong way, and it just went again. So I blame a lot of people, medical staff, field, Stafford, it's a collective. Um, you tore Odell's ACL. Fair enough. All right, but like, can we can we at least give it to Odell? He looked phenomenal. Oh like, yeah, no, he was half. he was going to be incredible in that game. I I mean, I'm he could have been Super Bowl MVP easily. He would have been because the thing is, is they they played it perfectly. They put Cooper Cup on one side, let them double team him, and then they just put Odell on Eli Apple, and he ate literally the entire well say the entire night but he only had two catches but i wish i had an apple next to me so i could make the apple crunching sound because really that's you guys what see all the reports of Eli apple like. talking so much shit about how he was going to shut odell down yes because they played together that man should be on suicide watch right now like i hope yeah, somebody's watching him no okay he's been just getting hated on which is great because honestly i think he's trash and he was talking about how i just needed the right circumstance and i need to be in the right situation and then i'll you know i'll show how good i am and it's like bro you literally got torched in the super bowl and are the reason your team lost the super bowl i've got a mildly hot take on the super bowl all right joe let's get it out here all right um aaron donald should have been the mvp of the super bowl that's not a hot take that's true that's just factual i said mildly hot Hey, so that's, I, that's that's stop he had on P Ryan on third down where P mm-hmm. Ryan had to him beats and he grabbed him from behind and pulled him back away from the line was probably the play of the game, yep. probably the play of the year, honestly. And huh. Cup played good. That catch was awesome in the end zone. We all knew it was going to him, but Aaron Donald not only ended the game, but stopped them from being able to have a fourth and manageable right there. The league and fan base are offensive biased. We all know that. I mean, that's, yep. that's been a thing. Uh, honestly, without even Von, I honestly, I, I say they lose that game without Von Miller. I mean, him and yeah. and Donald together uh, on both sides, basically, mm-hmm. really won that game. I mean, there's there's no way, like, the fact that they didn't have a sack or they had one sack the first half and then the last part of the game, just six or whatever. Yeah, it's, 
and I told you I didn't see Donald do anything, and I, I guess I missed a sack or something by going and running to get some food or something. But I can't believe, like, I just didn't see it. Like, he just didn't seem to do anything. And then the second half, I was like, oh wait, never mind. I shouldn't have said anything. Cause... Yeah, no, that, and then that last play, he was lined up offsides on that fourth down play where he got to Burrow. But either way, he got to Burrow, and he made that play not happen the way that it was supposed to. So, I, do you I, see that Jamar Chase was wide open on the sideline? Like yes, two more yeah. seconds, two more seconds. Yeah, literally, I'm not going to lie. Literally had Aaron Donald not been offsides, he probably would have got that playoff. But whatever, it's beside the point. Rams won. It was, uh, I I wish they wouldn't call themselves like, you know, they're like, let's run it back. Y'all weren't really that great of a, like a team, but okay. I, we have to give them their due. They won as a four seed. That's impressive. I would have loved to see them against the Chiefs or the Bills. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I think they would have won that game, and that's the thing. I just, I don't think. I think the well, Bills. Jaworski Tart doesn't drop that interception in the game before they're not even in the game. <laughs> Whatever. It's, I, I don't. Want, I don't want to hate on the oh, Rams. By the way, speaking of this game, Fuck can we you. just bail on Mixon now? I think we have to bail on Mixon. He was good Why? in the game. Why would we bail on him? Why? Why wasn't he in at the end of the game? Why is the uh, coaching staff Zach, like Zach P. Ryan? Taylor actually says this. He did not get Mixon in the game in time. So he left P Ryan in because he got the call in too late. Okay. Zach Taylor is a terrible coach. Nice. Okay. I, I agree with all that. That's fine. But why was P Ryan the third down back? What does he have that Mixon doesn't like? What honestly, single I, quality does he have? That's better than Mixon? He, he's supposedly like more of a like bruising strong back, but I think Mixon played great the entire night. I'm not really sure why he was even taken out of the game. I saw even Chris Evans in there at one point, and I was like, was. "What are we and doing?" He had a good, it was a good play, actually. Chris Evans got a first. I'm pretty sure he play. missed the ball. I don't think we he saw this it. all year with this team, though. It's like Mixon had some good games, and yeah, he's he was very good. But I mean, I'm off of him for the future. They don't seem to be. Joey was the second leading the rusher in the National Football I'm League. Off of it. I don't think this is the time to say let's. All get right, off this is the it. hottest scorching fucking take we have. Here <laughs> it tonight, really man. is. I'm this off is Joe Mixon. Mixon had a terrible year. All right, I I am, off of him. That was my biggest wrong this year was Joe Mixon. I don't understand why, as the second leading running back in the league, you're not playing him to the ground. Like I'm not obviously I'm not saying put anyone's health in know. jeopardy, but. I don't. I didn't understand why P Ryan was in there. I didn't see a single play where I was like, "Yeah, P Ryan needed to be in for that play." No, on that. And Zach Taylor has admitted that that la- the play that he was in on that third down that he was not supposed to be in there. He got the play in too late, and they were unable to substitute because they, they were, were using him in, as a because third down the Rams. Back the game. I know, but I'm saying on that that play that like he ran and Dar- Donald got him from behind. He wasn't supposed to be in there. It was supposed to be Mixon, and they probably might have gotten the he would have gotten the first with, down, the, so Ma- with the way Mixon was running he was shot out of a cannon he would have gotten that no problem. i don't i don't understand he even threw a touchdown like he had a I, Mixon was the the best player on their offense oh yeah honestly i thought Mixon. if Mix, if they would have won the game it would have been t higgins has a little bit but he has that 75 yard maybe That's shouldn't have sketchy. been a touch yeah so i mean he has the Neck yardage and to scoring touchdowns, dude. <laughs> yeah but whatever it's in anyway, real trade, speed though trade joe Mixon right now Watching in real, it in real in, speed, yeah, it did not look that bad. And that's mentioned the ref was it. behind him, but it was it was sketchy. So yeah, it was. Okay, let's move on. We got some dynasty buys and sells to get to. Um, I think we're just gonna talk through a couple of names. Josh, do you want to start us off? Yeah, so I actually don't have a sell. I didn't really think we were doing that. I thought we were doing well, buys we could just and buys. sleepers. Buys and sleepers, because if you're I have one sell, where... so I'll I'll do okay. one when I get to it. Yeah, so 
mine are mainly like if you're redrafting these, we just, we're still, I guess, drafting, we shouldn't be, but thanks a lot, Alan. Um, and, but just in general, if you could try to buy this person, you probably won't have to spend that much. Um, but also if you're drafting him, you're probably getting him in like the 10th plus round. Uh, DJ Shark is my guy right now. Um, I think a change of scenery is really going to do him some well. Uh, after that injury ankle or ankle injury derailed this 2021 campaign, I, I just hope that he's a free agent this year. I'm hoping he goes to a team that no- knows how to utilize his skill set. Um, he has had a pretty good career so far. Honestly, a shocking like fourth rounder who's done pretty well. Um, wasn't even doing good before his injury, but I just I think he's going to go to a team that needs him. And I I mean I could see the Lions, I could see the Eagles. Eagles have been linked to him. A lot of different teams that like need that second wide receiver there. Um, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do this next year. Uh, kind of sad I didn't get him in this draft. Yeah, I mean I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, it's interesting to see him play a different role than he's been playing. Like what he's what is he capable of doing? Because Jacksonville hasn't unlocked that at all. Yeah, and he I mean the the knock on him and has always been is that he's just too small. But I just think that he just hasn't he hasn't had the right opportunity to really show what he could do. I think if he gets put on a different team, maybe that potential could be unlocked. I recently saw a catch of him against Chicago. I, I think it was a couple of years ago, and it was just him jump ball at I mean, he's not that small. He's six four. Uh jump ball against the Chicago DB. Not that that was saying anything a couple of years ago, but um he uh-huh. brought it down really nicely. I just I don't know. I don't I just see this going Wherever he goes, he's going to be needed. So you know he's going to get the usage out of him. I'm just excited about him because I think you can you can buy him pretty low right now. I think people kind of are just assuming he's done. And honestly, people might not even know he's a free agent. So I think this is the time to buy him. Yep. I think you're right about that. All right, I'll go with one because I think this guy is a important piece to the future of the Patriots, and that is Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver. He has signed through 2023. Uh, Mac Jones likes the kid. He had multiple games. I think he had four or five games of over 20 points. Uh, had a lot of, had, I think five touchdowns on the season, but I think Mac Jones as the season went on really liked Kendrick Bourne as one of his favorite targets. And I think they're going to add a wide receiver in the draft. Most likely, I think it's going to be Kendrick Bourne. And then I think it's going to be Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers has been allergic to touchdowns for most of his career so far. So I think Kendrick Bourne could actually, you know, now that the new wide receiver is going to get in there, they're probably going to focus on him as being the main. And then Kendrick Bourne is going to be able to slide into that wide receiver two spot and actually be able to eat in that spot. Only 26, good dynasty buy. He's got at least two more years with the Patriots. Mac Jones is going to have to start passing the ball more. I think that's just, just natural. It's a good one, Kendrick, man. I didn't, Kendrick, I didn't even thought of him. Yeah, Kendrick Bourne. Greg Ward, uh, what what's the guy? Tim Patrick. Those three like non-sexy wide receivers that just Greg Ward's probably the least of that, but I feel like he's had his time. Uh, but those three wide receivers just kind of like they're the third, fourth guy. Like nobody's ever thinking about him. Obviously, a little different now that Bourne's on New England, but he actually had a surprisingly good year this year. Um, so definitely one of those guys that like if someone owns him, they might know, but honestly, like people aren't excited about him and no one's excited about a new England receiver as it is. So definitely not now. And especially like, here's what I would do. I would wait until after the NFL draft because they're going to draft a first round wide receiver, uh, maybe Jamison Williams from Alabama, something like that. 
wait until then because then the Kendrick Bourne person's probably not even gonna be thinking about it. So you could probably flip him for a third before your draft starts because you know that that manager might be thinking, okay, this guy's gonna not like his target share is gonna go down. The secret is his target share wasn't really that high anyway. He was already succeeding on the targets he was getting. So I just think, yeah, going into next season, he's already got the natural built-in chemistry with Matt Jones so far. I think it would just be a good good pick. Yep, and is this is the season to sell picks and acquire players. So that's what we do this time of year. Um, another guy that no one's really excited about is Allen Robinson. Uh, he's turning 29 this year, and I get it. Last year was bad. He loafed it all year. The Bears were straight up disrespectful to this man after what he has done for them. So he's going to go to a new place. Um, he's probably going ring shopping. Um, so he's going to land on a good team. Um, but he's going really late. He was in the ninth. He was taken in the ninth round of our dynasty draft, which is absolutely criminal. Uh, fantasy football players have the worst case of what have you done for me lately? Um, Allen Robinson was a top 10 guy in 2019 and 2020 with 98 and 102 catches respectively. And he did that with Trubisky and Nagy in charge. So Allen Robinson has been undervalued his whole career. He's going into, he's still in his prime, um, but he's going to ride off into the sunset and have some massive seasons ahead of him. Yeah. I love the, uh, I love the idea of buy lows here because people, especially in dynasty, I mean, he's 20, 28 years old. He's had an up and down career, uh, two, two pretty good years in his early career and injury. Then he goes to Chicago and has a kind of mediocre year, then two good years. And now he's having a bad year. I like this trend to continue and wherever he goes, I imagine he's going to do something at least good. And yeah, he might go a little ring shopping. Hopefully he doesn't go to a crowded team, but I love the idea of getting him before the trade because once he goes to the bills or something, nobody's trading him. So this is the time to buy. Buy him now. I agree. And he's 28. Receivers can play to their old. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not it's not uncommon for receivers to play until their mid 30s or so. All right, can I get my sell out of the way real quick before we yeah, do yeah. another round of buys? Uh, yeah, no, sell is Aaron Jones. I think that it's. I, I think AJ Dillon is going to take over that backfield at some point next season. I think the the value of Aaron Jones is only going to diminish as the off season starts and they start talking about how, Oh, our plan is for AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones to split the workload. Don't want to hear that when you're an Aaron Jones person because or a manager, because if you think about it, AJ Dillon was much better than Aaron Jones down the stretch. Now, Aaron Jones did have over a hundred receiving yards in the playoff game that they had. He's not like dead or done. So if you have to have him on your team, then that's fine. But if you're going to try to maximize the volume of him, now would be the time or if not you're gonna have to hold but i would say if you waited until the season starts your value of aaron jones is not gonna be near what it is right now i i just didn't get what they were doing with aaron jones like were they were they saving him for the playoffs because he wasn't really injured he missed a game or two i think he missed what three games or something two games he got injured after that four touchdown game he had at the start of the year it was like his foot or ankle or something and he kept playing but he never looked right he didn't look like his normal self for the majority of the season really until he had all that those receiving yards in the playoffs that was kind of his re-coming out party but i I felt like they were waiting for him to have a good like to have a good playoff year or something i mean he still finished in the top 10 barely um i just 
I'm not expecting him to go up at this point. I was never a big Aaron Jones believer in the first place, um, but also Green Bay's potentially in shambles. Although somehow Aaron Rodgers might stay in Green Bay. I don't. We you got one more year, maybe, but I doubt it. I just I'm out on it. I think AJ Dillon's the future, which I think is pretty clear at this point. By the way, another sell, but this is just quick. Gabe Davis, if you have him, just pitch it out to some people and see what you can get. I think if you can get a haul for Gabe Davis, now's the time. I I would also keep him, like if you really need a wide receiver. But if you want to, if you need a running back help or something like that, maybe just toss him out there. Maybe you're gonna have to attach a pick to him, but you might be able to get something. Who knows? I have to disagree with you on that one. Um, that's not a guy to sell right now. Why? Twenty seven. I Gabriel Davis is twenty two. Is he really? Yeah, he's a. He, this is Not second year in the league. Think of somebody else. Well, okay. I mean, still, I still think his value is never going to be higher than it is right now. I don't know. I, Stephon Diggs being twenty seven. You're probably thinking of. I, I could see Diggs. I personally think Diggs is on the downslide. That would be my sell right now. And yeah, he's twenty eight. Uh, Diggs didn't have until the end of this year. He was not really having that great of a year. Um, he had a couple of good games. I mean, it obviously wasn't bad. He actually ended up being wide receiver three. I should shut the fuck up. Um, uh, wide receiver seven, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like Diggs, I could see selling. He's never going to have that year he had last year where he had like the four touchdowns in the championship. But, uh, yeah, Gabe Davis, absolutely. If anything, try to trade for him, but, uh, that's a whole other story. Um, all right, get back to, to buys, back to buys. Let me get to mine. Uh, my man's Tyler Boyd. Uh, he's 26, 27. Um, he's on the books for the next two years. I actually didn't know this. Um, so we talked about Burrow and the offensive line. Hopefully they try to protect him. Um, Burrow's still going to use Tyler Boyd. Everyone, obviously he's in the trio of Higgins and chase, but he, one injury to the latter of those two Boyd is immediately at, you know, top 10 wide receiver, top 15. I mean, he's catapulted into that. Obviously this all depends on Joe Burrow's health, but um, I got him in the 17th round of a dynasty startup. Um, and people are just like, oh, well, it's T Higgins and it's, uh, you know, Jamar Chase. So I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think Tyler Boyd still has a lot to prove. He's had phenomenal, like at least decent years throughout the, throughout his career so far. I just, I don't think he's done. I I mean, 800 yards, 800 yards, a thousand yards, a thousand yards the last four years. I'm good with that. It's a good buy. Oh yeah. That's a good buy. Okay, uh, one more buy for me, and that's Dante Foreman. Um, I think you're going to have to do this pretty darn quick because once free agency opens and he ends up on a better team, I think that that window is going to slam shut quick because he's only 25. Uh, We saw what he could do at the end of the season when he had to take over for Derrick Henry. Obviously, playing behind 10 C's O-line, as bad as they are for Tannehill for some reason, they're really good at run blocking, but I still think – he has shown enough to get a second chance at being a either a lion's share kind of guy or worked in enough to where it's going to be something, someone that you can use. And I think if you talk to the person that has Dante Foreman right now, they might consider selling because they think if he stays with Tennessee, he's not going to be, you know, used as much because Derek Henry's there, but you know, you're hoping that he gets moved to somewhere where he's going to be used uh, that, he can maximize his points per game. We were talking about this last week. You know where he'd be perfect? Miami. Yeah. Miami would be good. I think Carolina is in the mix. I really do, but that's just me. 
That would be a good Bills, uh, Bills would make a ton of sense. Bills would be fun. Bills would be a great. Well, time. apparently they're done with Zach Moss for some reason. That's <laughs> a. I mean, you know, running backs are tough to come by, especially like late round sleeper guys. But I think this one is a special case because he's twenty five, still got plenty of good years ahead of him. Okay, I have an interesting one for you. Speaking of this, because I have him and Hilliard. What do you do with Hilliard? Because Hilliard actually looked freaking awesome in that. He offense. did. And he just never got the shot, really. I mean, yeah. well, Jeremy Foreman McNichols was, was viable early in the season, and then Hilliard just outplayed him after he got hurt. So, yeah, and I mean, Hilliard's, he Hilliard's a free, free agent as well. I don't think he's going to get that even chance to be the lion's share guy, but I think he goes to a better situation where he's not behind one of the best running backs in the league. I don't know. I mean, you might want to keep the handcuff to Derrick Henry because that is a very valuable position, as Foreman showed, as Hilliard showed. So, point. Well, obviously, if he if either one of them stay, it's definitely it's still rosterable. I mean, after yeah, yeah, I mean, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy Foreman. No, no, that's over. That, they, yeah. There's no way they like him at this point. I'm sorry. It's not like it's not that I mean they he's don't like so him. Like he's done something wrong, but yeah, he they clearly so don't don't have the same thought they did before the season. Who are you talking about? Darrington. Darry, Darrington oh my Evans. God, is he even is he even on the team anymore? Yeah, he's been, he was, was on IR like the whole team. Yeah. yeah, the whole year. Oh, gotcha. Anyway, my my second buy is Michael Gallup, uh, 25 years old, had a late season ACL tour, tear, but it's 2022. Um, ACLs are really considered minor injuries these days. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, my man's always been teamed up with stud receivers on the other side of him. If he gets the opportunity while he's averaging 50, 15 yards per catch, uh, he could be an absolute steal at his current price right here. He went in the 18th round of our recent draft. I get it with ACL and the uncertainty because I don't like the uncertainty of free agent players um, unless they're studs. Uh, but gambling on this upside upside is what wins leagues, and I am absolutely buying him. I, I think you're right, Joe. I think that's the play. I also like Cedric Wilson. Um because right. Cooper's not going to be around forever. Um, and Cedric Wilson, I believe, still has a year or two left on his contract at Dallas. And I don't think Gallup's getting re-signed. So Gallup's going to test free agency, correct? Yeah. Yes. And so yes. I think he's gone. And I think Cedric Wilson actually steps into that number two role next year. Not this upcoming year, but 2023. Or if Cooper goes down, you know, Cedric Wilson actually had a pretty good year. But yeah, no, I like Gallup a lot. I think he just always been buried on the depth chart. If he can go to a team where he actually has a chance to shine. I think I can agree with that. So um, let me get to yeah. my last one. Uh, All right, go. Mine is not necessarily a, uh, a try to buy. I mean, if you can, please try. Uh, but it's more of a, if you're in a dynasty startup, grab this man, Michael Carter. Uh, he went in our in the ninth round to our, our man, Billy, here in our league. In between... Kareem Hunt and Tony Pollard, or no, sorry, Singletary and Kareem Hunt. Um, Michael Carter had a great rookie year on the Jets, and this is the first time we've seen a good running back on the Jets in a long time. And remember, they had Le'Veon Bell the year after his weird hiatus from the NFL. Um, he didn't do anything. Um, all the random interim running backs they've brought in, Ty Johnson did okay, I guess. But Michael Carter, 600 rushing yards, four touchdowns, and 300 receiving yards in 14 games missed three games with an injury uh i am really excited he was the pass catcher at north carolina with uh javante and they both hit thousand yard receiving and or thousand yard rushing in that year thousand yards i guess but Mm -hmm. 
I am all about Michael Carter. I'm actually really sad that Billy drafted him. I really wanted to, and I didn't, and I, I'm regretting it. I, I asked him immediately before this podcast, what, do you, what does he want for him? And he said, well, pussy. And now I just confessed my dying love for Michael Carter, so I don't think I'm ever getting him. Well, here here is the problem with me doing that. I went wide receiver heavy at the end because I'm trying out uh, no running backs in the first four rounds to see if it works. I ended up going AJ Dillon in the third because I got scared and nervous, but the first two rounds, it stood strong, took wide receivers. And Michael Carter is one of those guys that's perfect to add into a team like that, because he's probably going to get the lion's share of the work and not everybody's on Michael Carter yet. So you could probably get him in the ninth round as I did. I think we can all agree. We love some Michael Carter. Now, Billy, when we were at the senior bowl, uh, Robert Sala was in the room with us and he was being interviewed. I was going to run over there and just ask him what the plan was for Michael Carter, because that's the only thing I could easily see them drafting him back and kind of doing a one, a one B thing. And the only other thing that concerns me about Michael Carter is most of his damage was done with Mickey Blanco, um, especially through the air. Zach Wilson got more involved with, uh, the dump offs throughout the year, but, uh, he has a couple of question marks, but we absolutely love his talent and uh, definitely buy him. He did have 17 catches in two games with Mickey Blanco. So uh, yeah, there was definitely a, a, a connection there, but it wasn't really rushing. He actually didn't do much on the ground because Mickey Blanco was pretty much just throwing. So I don't know. I'm just excited about him in general. I'm sad not to own him uh, or manage him uh, in any of my leagues. So I just, that man is just, he's going to have a good career. I, I just mm-hmm. hope he eventually gets off the Jets or the Jets at least somehow turn it around, but it's the Jets, so. Jets might turn it around. We'll see. All right, Joe, you have any more people? Yeah, uh, I'll go on this one real quick. Uh, Terrace Marshall, um, he's 21 years old, and he dealt with piss poor QB play between the Flaming Trash Can, Cam Newton, PJ Walker. Uh, Robbie Anderson has a $16 million cap hit this year, but only three mil next year in 2023. And this dude is 6'2", 205, and at LSU, he was a touchdown machine. Um, I mean, if he gets a competent QB, then rocket his name up boards. He went at the 286 pick in our draft, and he's still only 21. I can't get over that. Yeah, that's a, it's a good – I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm one of those people that's – it's not. I'm not down on him. I'm just not as up as I will be when he pops off, and I'm like, damn, I should have – it's hard to Should be excited about right now. He, he's a rookie, though. I mean, rookies do not always have great starts. And not to mention, he was on one of the shittiest offenses to start off with. So. And they had a lot of targets on that offense, too. That's also so. true. That's what it is. Now they got Ben McAdoo, so can't wait to see what that leads to for him. Um, but, okay. Well, that's enough Dynasty talk for now. Joe, get us to some golf. All right, so golf this week, we have Yold Riviera. Uh, this is the last part of the left coast swing of golf for the Genesis Open. It's one of my favorites to watch. It has a really strong field, and it's a really tricky golf course. Um, so you get to see some really good shot-making ability here. Um, and then to add to the fun of it all, the area has experienced record drought, and the course is reportedly very firm and very fast. So we're going to get some really long drives. We're going to get some really tough approach shots, and we're going to get some horrible breaks as the ball just doesn't stop when it's in the fairway. So um, on this course, I love getting shot makers. Uh, you literally cannot overpower Riviera, and uh, in these conditions, you won't be able to either. So I love Colin Marikawa this week. He really is the best shot maker, and his mental capacity, uh, he'll be able to compete here. Cam Smith, this dude can putt like crazy. Um, his putts are really crisp. 
He should be able to make up some strokes on the field. Plus, he has the best mullet-mustache combo in the world. Um, so definitely get him in your lineups. Max Homa, uh, he's a past winner here, and he's a perennial funny guy, so I always root for this dude. Uh, I think he returns to the top 10 this week, and I'm never going to quit it. We're going to get Gooch back into the lineups. Taylor Gooch, he had a uh, Gooch. He had a run last week, man, but he ultimately fell short. Uh, but he has a really good wedge game, and he has a great name, so this is going to be his week. I'm feeling it. All right, let's get the Gooch involved. Cannot wait to see that. You just got to have the Gooch in there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget about the Gooch. Don't ever forget about the Gooch. That's good life advice too there, Joe. No. Okay, so follow us at Offensive Points. Follow Josh at Josh Hall STL 1H. Follow me at Ombre Vendor. Follow Joe at OP Economist. Follow the uh the the big the big boss at semi pro fantasy on Twitter as well. Um leave some comments, leave some reviews, check out our clips. We've got TikToks, we've got YouTubes, click subscribe on that on semi pro fantasy. We got plenty more content coming for you. The draft season is coming. We're gonna have a ton more dynasty content because that is the season that we're in right now. So and you know, if you're a season long person just write it out. We got plenty of information that we're going to drop on you and you're going to pick up on small things here and there. That's going to lead to success when you get to redraft season, because you hear it here first. Most of these players we were just talking about are all going to be drafted like mid to late rounds. They're going to be the stuff that changes your, your game. So exactly. Attention. We, We do got some people that we know about. Exactly. So Joe, get us out of here guys. As usual, it is a pleasure talking to you um everyone follow us hate us love us we love you guys so good night